0: In today's episode, I'll be reviewing the Liberal, Conservative, and NDPs platform for Canadian housing for this upcoming federal elections this September 20th. I will break it down and tell you my professional opinion if these plants have merit or not. And as a bonus, I will tell you what I would personally recommend for these parties to focus on that I believe will make a significant impact in improving the Canadian housing market. So to all Canadians out there, make sure you take a listen before you go out and vote this September 20th. So let's jump right to it. As always, welcome to this real estate investing lifestyle broadcasting from somewhere around the world this is the real estate nomad podcast with paulo francilio where we talk about creating passive income through real estate investing to live your best life What's up, everyone? We are now in the first week of September 2021, and if you are Canadian, you are just a few weeks away from a major Canadian election. After everything that has happened with this global pandemic in the last year and a half, you have a big decision to make whether to keep the same government, or is it finally time for a change? But before I jump right into each of the political parties platform on housing, if you are new to the podcast, I always start off by talking about a city around the world that I have visited and make a few recommendations. For this episode, I am choosing my current location of Dusseldorf, Germany. I recently flew into Germany from the Dominican Republic. I have been in Germany now for about a week and I'm just loving it. I'm staying in the Altstadt, which is the old town of uh, Dusseldorf. I apologize in advance to any Germans listening to the podcast if I am mispronouncing these places. The Alstadt has endless restaurants, bars, and cafes, and is very multicultural. that you have access to a variety of cuisines from Italian, Lebanese, Turkish, Thai, etc. From Alstadt, you are also a walk away from the Rhine River and the Rhine Tower, which are landmarks in Dusseldorf. You can enjoy a nice stroll along the Rhine River Promenade, which is a long stretch of walkway along the Rhine River. And if you're looking to shop, the Konisali is only a few minutes' walk the other direction. The Connesalie, or Co, is a street of high-end luxury clothing brands. There's a landscaped canal in the middle of this boulevard that looks beautiful during the day or even at night. If you do not have the budget for high-end brands such as Chanel and Louis Vuitton, there are malls close to the Co as well that carry regular brands. Lastly, if you're looking to try German cuisine, try out this restaurant, Vossen. It is about a 20-minute walk from Altstadt, which we tried the schnitzel and the Schweinhaxe, which is roasted ham hock. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly, but they were both amazing. I highly recommend to stay close to this area around the old town as you are very central to everything. And now let's get right into today's show. First, let's start by talking about Canada's housing problems so we can figure out if the solutions each party is promising will make a real difference. The number one problem in Canada is the shortage in housing supply. Currently, Canada has the lowest housing supply of all of the G7 countries per capita, which really boggles my mind as we have the lowest population and the biggest land mass out of all of the seven advanced and wealthy countries. The second problem is a ripple effect from the first one. The shortage in supply issue is pushing house prices up and not allowing Canadians access to affordable housing. We also have the fastest growing house prices among the G7 countries. Now that we have identified the main problems, let's take a look at how the three main Canadian political parties are looking to tackle it. Let's start off with the housing platform of our current government, the Liberal Party. The one thing I do commend the Liberal Party for is the ease of finding the information of their platform. They clearly had all the information on their website and nicely broken down. Justin Trudeau and the Liberals have broken down their solution to Canadian housing to three categories. Unlocking home ownership, building more homes, and protecting your rights. Here are their main objectives. One, they're looking to build, preserve, or repair 1.4 homes in four years. Personally, I think this number is quite unrealistic as this is about double or triple of the current pace that homes are being constructed at the moment. Number two, they're looking to commit $1 billion in loans and grants to a rent-to-own program in which they also mentioned that they're looking to expect landlords to charge less than market rents for these people that are looking to get into this loan uh, rent-to-own program. Personally, again, I also don't know how realistic this plan is because if you know how rent-to-own works, landlords need to charge over market rents to save the difference towards the tenant's potential down payment in the future plus with rent to own, people need to be able to qualify for a mortgage in the future, so it's a very complicated agreement to get into. Three, they're looking to introduce a tax-free home savings account. And they mentioned this is almost like a hybrid of the RSP and tax-free savings account, where they're going to allow Canadians under 40 to withdraw up to 40000 towards home purchase without having to repay back. Four, they're looking to... Increase the home tax credit from $5,000 to $10,000, and this will put about $1,500 back into Canadians' pockets. Five is regarding CMHC. They're looking to decrease premiums by 25%, which will result in about $6,100 savings for purchasers. Also, they're looking to increase the max uh, insurable um, amount of the properties to about $1.25 million, which right now is a is million dollars. Six, they're looking to introduce a home accelerate, accelerator fund, where they're looking to invest $4 billion in municipal zoning and permits. And they're looking to build uh, 100,000 middle-class homes in four years. Seven, they're looking to ban blind bidding. This is when bidders are prevented from knowing what other prospective buyers are offering. I hear they're looking more at some type of auction system. I don't know if knowing what other people are offering will solve the problem with multiple offer scenarios, which is driving up house prices. People would still purchase homes based on emotion. What I think they should do is regulate listings. I think sellers should be required to honor their list price. For instance, if you listed your property for 800000 and someone offered you that exact price with no conditions, you should be obligated to take that offer it will take out emotional buying and people will be buying homes at market values. Number 8, stop renovictions. This is unfair rent increases that fall outside the maximum percentage allowed. Number 9, they're looking to ban foreign ownership for 2 years. Both the conservatives and liberals have this plan, but the con- the conservatives are more focused on foreign ownership for residential homes. Also, I don't know how, what the actual statistics on this, but I don't believe that there's a significant number of foreign investors currently taking up a big percentage of housing in Canada, that this will make such, more, such an impact. Lastly, they're looking to introduce an anti-flipping tax on residential properties. So the Liberals are looking to put additional taxes on homes being bought and sold within a 12-month time frame. I think this is a concern for a lot of people as this rules may apply even to principal residences. If you are not aware principal residences are the only is one of the few investments that Canadians have that is exempt from capital gains tax. And it has been rumored for a while that the Liberals are looking to take away this exception as this is a loss of about 11 billion dollars a year of tax dollars for the government. And this seems to be a step towards it. Also, the fact that in 2016, Canadians had to start reporting the sale of their principal residence on their taxes. So the government had been tracking this for about five years now. Personally, I don't think they will take out the exception altogether, but I think they will introduce a lifetime capital gains exemption on principal residence, and you will be taxed over that limit, as they already do this for qualified corporate shares and qualified farm property. So what do I think about the Liberals' housing platform? As most political parties, they are putting a lot of promises on the table, and I don't think they are realistic and attainable goals, like their 1.4 million homes in four years. They are introducing a few incentives to help Canadians save for a down payment, but having more Canadians ready to buy a home is not solving the problem with the housing shortage. I also see a lot of money being promised to different programs. A few hundred million here, a couple of billion here. Where, where's all this, all this money coming from? There's only, the, their only plan I do believe can have a significant impact on the housing market is the $4 billion they are looking to invest towards municipal zoning and permits. As speeding up the house construction process is, a very, is very important to improve the housing shortage issue. I also feel like the Liberals do not support Canadians that are our real estate investors and landlords. Real estate investors do add inventory to the housing and rental market, so they, they should put that into consideration. Lastly, I'm very against being taxed capital gains on our principal residences. As a mortgage agent, I see a lot of Canadians' finances. Majority of Canadians rely on this equity on their principal residence to move to another home or to fund their retirement. Taxing this equity will take away a significant chunk of money from, the, from Canadians, which they heavily depend on. They might as well stop giving away these credits and incentives as they are just taking it back and more from the other end. Next up is Aaron O'Toole and the Conservatives' plan to resolve the Canadian housing issues. Number one, they're looking to build 1 million homes in the next three years. I think this is still aggressive but more attainable than the Liberals' 1.4 million new and renovated homes in four years. Two, they're requiring municipals receiving federal funds towards public transit construction to increase housing density around the public transit system. Three, they're looking to convert 15% of the 37,000 buildings owned by the federal government to housing. Four, They're looking to encourage Canadians to invest in rental housing by extending the ability to defer capital gains uh, when selling a rental property and reinvesting it to another rental housing. Five. They're looking to ban foreign investors for two years if they are not moving or living in Canada. Instead, encourage foreign investments in purpose-built rental housing. Six. They're looking to encourage longer-term mortgages, 7 to 10 years, to reduce the need for stress tests. Seven, they're looking to remove stress tests when renewing to keep a free market and make it competitive. Eight, they're looking to increase mortgage insurance max to keep uh, keep up with inflation. Just to explain this one. Currently, homes over $1 million is val- one million in value cannot be insured by mortgage default insurers such as CMHC. Therefore, you do not have an option to currently purchase over a million dollar million home with less than 20% down payment. Both the conservatives and liberals have this plan to increase this 1 million limit to keep up with the market. But personally, from someone in finance, I think this 1 million limit is a favor to Canadians. Because really, if you do not have the 20% down payment to buy a property that's a million or over, you probably shouldn't be buying that property. Nine, they're looking to fix the mortgage stress test to stop discriminating against small business owners, contractors, and casual workers. Currently, if you need a mortgage and you are self-employed or if you have inconsistent income, you will need to provide your last two years' tax assessments to show consistency of your income to lenders. So I think the conservatives are looking to exempt people that fall under this category from the stress test. This one doesn't make any sense to me, as if you are making an exception for people under one category, you might as well eliminate the stress test or else you will be discriminating to full-time salaried individuals if the stress test would only apply to them. Lastly, they promise to never tax capital gains on principal residences. Now, what are my thoughts on the Conservatives' plans? I think it is contingent on achieving their goal of 1 million new homes in the next three years, or at least coming close to it, because the rest of the plans are revolved on how to make it easier for Canadians to qualify for a mortgage mainly taking away the stress test. If they do not fix the inventory issue, there will be no homes for Canadians to purchase. Also, the Conservatives' plan or platform seem to be more real estate investor friendly, as they are encouraging Canadians and foreign investors to invest in rental units, which will create more inventory in the rental market. Finally, they promise to never tax capital gains on principal residences, which I know is a direct jab at the liberals. But the fact that they have put so much emphasis on this, I believe this one they will follow through. And now for Jagmeet Singh and the NDP's platform on housing: one, the NDPs are looking to create five hundred thousand units of affordable housing in the next decade, with half of it in the first five years. Two. They're looking to create a fast start funds to assist construction of co ops and co ops, social and non profit housing. Three, they're re- looking to reintroduce a 30 year amortization to insured mortgages. Four, they're looking to waive feder- the federal portion of the HST on new rental units. Five, they're looking to double home buyers' tax credit to $1,500. Six, they're looking to implement a twenty percent foreign home buyers tax for foreign investors. Overall, really, the NDP had a very short platform on housing, and I don't currently ha- they I don't believe they currently have sufficient plans to combat the Canada's housing shortage. Their goal of creating five hundred thousand. Housing in the next decade, although maybe realistic among the three parties, is not enough to make a dent in Canada's housing shortage. There you have it. Those are the housing platforms of the three main political parties for this coming Canadian elections. And as promised, as I mentioned at the intro, that I will give you my thoughts on what I think will make a significant improvement to the Canadian housing market. I am not an economist, and these are just my personal opinions. But I believe that this housing issue can be improved by the government encouraging businesses and corporations to have their employees work remotely. They can offer tax incentives to businesses to do so. If Canadians are working remotely and can live anywhere in Canada, it would alleviate the need uh, to build houses around Canada's major cities and major public transit routes. I think that the main issue is... Canadians are all saturated in Canada's major hubs such as the Greater Toronto, Vancouver, and Montreal area due to work. So working remotely would allow people to live in smaller towns but still have access to work. This would alleviate the housing shortage around the major cities, solve traffic problems, and the need to build more transit routes. Which take a lot of time and money. This would also be a great time to encourage businesses to have remote employees, as many companies have already been operating remotely for the last year and a half due to the pandemic. I realize that, this, that not all jobs can be done remotely, but I do think being 2021 and having the technology that we have now, that there is a significant number of businesses that can operate remotely. I can go on and talk about what other solutions I have to combat the Canadian housing problems, but I think that that's enough for today. I will save the rest for, or if or when I decide to get involved in politics. Just kidding. I know housing is only a part of the whole equation when looking for a government to represent your interest, but I hope I have at least educated you and helped you choose which party to vote for. To all of you out there, Please make sure you vote this September 20th. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. Please make sure you follow me on your favorite podcasting platform. This podcast will be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or you can stream it directly online at realestatenomad.ca. It is free to follow. If you have any questions, please DM me on Instagram at nomad. Thanks for your time listening and please comment and give the podcast a five-star rating if you found some value in today's episode. Again, welcome to this real estate investing lifestyle.